welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Explain It Slowly is the show where we ask each other questions that the other knows in hopes of learning more about stuff. Or we hope they know so they can <laughs> give an answer. So I've heard on the grapevine that you have a question for me. Oh, right. That's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> so in the past uh, few months, there's been, you know, new Apple products since it's that time of the year. And we listen to a lot of tech podcasts. And there's this term that's constantly being thrown out, and I don't know too much about it. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, what is ProRes? Is that short for something, first of all? If it's short for something, and I don't know that it is, it would be for professional resolution, um, maybe. Um, but so let, let's let's dissect what ProRes is and why it's useful. Now, when you take a video with your phone, right? Yeah. And you shoot whatever you're shooting, uh, and you're either happy with it or you're not. Like it can either look great. It, you got the story that you're trying to tell, the cat chasing after a thing and spinning in circles, for instance. Um, or uh, you got the story you were trying to tell, but the whole side of the video is all washed out and it's all like super bright white. And you can't do much with that, right? Like it made the video ugly, um, even though the story was great, right? That's just bad lighting, though. It has nothing to do with the camera. Yes, it's bad lighting. But the camera took that lighting information and baked it into the video in a way that you can't really change after the fact. So if you were to try to bring that into a video editing suite, you might want to do some color correction where you can lift the shadows or decrease the highlights a little bit, for instance. I don't know if that would fix that particular problem, but you might notice that as soon as you try to do this, you are reaching for data that is just not in that file. So for instance, the steps between the various brightness levels that are all in that area are all really close to each other. And therefore, when the phone made that into a video file, it went ahead and said, hey, these are all basically next to each other. We're just going to make them all identical. Um, and it will kind of replace a bunch of varying levels of white with the same level of white. Uh, because you're not going to notice as like a human looking at this video you're not going to notice that information loss and it can save a ton of data in the process. And that's what allows us to have videos that are just a few megabytes or a few hundred megabytes in size. Like you have a lot of information there, every pixel for the entire video frame for many times a second, right? Like that's a lot of information um, and you are compressing it in a way that is imperceptible to a human uh, and you get a great file size. Does that make sense so far? Mm. Now, the problem is when you have that file format, which is typically H.264 or H.265, which is also called uh, HEVC, High Efficiency Video Codec, uh, you lose a lot of information that would have otherwise been usable if you had that information before it got baked into the file. Like the camera saw varying levels of white in those like blown out areas and you could have potentially saved it a little bit, but it threw away that information in the name of making that file small. Now, ProRes is a different file format that still compresses your video, but compresses it in a different way that saves that information. So 
if you were to look over the, that white splotch, for instance, it's going to maintain and keep those varying different levels of white. So that way you can still make changes to it and maybe extract them out a little bit. So that way you can make those varying levels more obvious. And therefore that whole white splotch becomes less of a white splotch, but just a highlighted area. Um, or you might be able to lift the shadows so that way you can see what's in the shadows. Um, and you can make all these different changes because when the phone was recording, it kept that raw data as much as it could. Um, and it turned it into a file that was a reasonable size, but much larger than it could have been if it was using H.265 or HVC, which is the usual way it makes a file. Um, and therefore you end up with a much better video that you can make changes to after the fact. So uh, ProRes is typically used when you are um, editing like actual features for commercials or movies or TV shows. Um, it's a codec that's used when uh, you actually want to preserve a lot of this high level detail. You don't necessarily want the raw uh, data that came off of the camera because that can be very, very large. You're talking about uh, terabytes and terabytes uh, for like every few minutes. Um, so you want something that's a bit smaller than that, but it still has a lot of the data. So ProRes is a great file format for that because it aims to preserve a lot of that data so that way you can do edits, you can do color corrections, um, and you can then go ahead and render and use that footage on an everyday computer. The problem with the raw file formats is they're so big that a typical computer can't do much with it. Um, so you're kind of stuck in that situation uh, where you just can't do your work. So it's useful to have an intermediate codec that is kind of the best of both worlds. You have something that the computer can go ahead and use, but you also have something that um, you can go ahead and get a lot of quality out of. Um, and that's what ProRes is in a nutshell. Okay. So uh, you may have heard that the iPhones can now record in ProRes. Um, a lot of onset uh, video recorders will go ahead and encode in ProRes RAW, which is a variant of ProRes that encodes all the RAW pixels. So that way you have as much data as possible. Um, and this is often... Uh, a step before you turn it into a red, green, blue signal, where you, instead you have red, green, blue, green, red, green, blue, green. So you have a Bayer mosaic that you're dealing with. So that's what ProRes RAW will deal with. Um, and on the most recent MacBook Pros that Apple came out with, they actually have uh, a ProRes encoding and decoding block in their CPU. So that way, instead of needing to actually crunch the numbers whenever you're dealing with a ProRes file format. Uh, it can just go ahead and speedily just get that data almost immediately. Um, and it really shows when they were showing uh, export times, a video that took f four to six minutes to export using the fastest H.264 encoders was taking two minutes with uh, the ProRes encoder on these new computers. So if you're into video editing, uh, they are great for that because they can go ahead and let you work with ProRes that much faster. It'll still take up as much space as ProRes does, which is, a, frankly, a huge amount of space compared to 
H.264, but if you're doing any video editing, that is a useful trade-off oftentimes where you want to keep that uh, space available to you so that way you can go ahead and do something with it uh, and you can then offload that space onto an external hard drive when you're done with it. So that's what ProRes is. Okay, well, that was a lot of information. What do you do when, like, what does it mean when you compress? Like, you take a video or you take an image and then it gets compressed down. Mm-hmm. What happens to the, I don't know, data, data that's on there? What does that mean when you compress it? So there are many different ways of compressing data. Um, the main way uh, is to look at the data spatially. So if you take a take any image... Uh, For instance, you might notice that there's a wall and the wall is all the same color. Like it changes in gradation, like there's more lighting on the top than the bottom. Uh But there's a lot of the same information. Right. So you can go ahead and say that in this region of the image, like it's really just going from this color to this color, like as a gradient. Uh And that basically gives you the same result as encoding all the individual pixels as okay you have this color and then it moves slightly and you get this color and it moves slightly and you get this color and then you end up with that same end result okay so you've replaced 200 data samples of it's this color then this color then this color into a single instruction that say make it go from this color to this color over this area so you end up saving space because you factored out the the way of encoding that information okay but by compressing a region or whatever Mm -hmm. you're losing information aren't you because from one pixel to another pixel sure maybe it may look the same but it's slightly off by one point in terms of like the gradation scale or like the what is it the brightness scale right Mm -hmm. so but if you are in a way simplifying that into one color Mm -hmm. aren't you losing information yeah so uh there's a trade-off where if you start with random noise no video codec is going to be able to give you that same random noise but if you start with a splotch of sky there's going to be very little variation between each individual pixel where you can get the big picture, like, hey, it's going from this color to this color over this huge region of the image. Uh And then you can go ahead and say, okay, to add in the final amount of changes, the little details, all we need to do is say if this pixel is one point brighter or one point darker. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying this pixel has this amount of blue, this amount of green, this amount of red, all we did is say it's brighter or darker. And you can go ahead and encode a whole bunch of pixels with just a brighter or darker coding Mm -hmm. much more efficiently than the full information at every pixel. Does that make sense? And the full information is red, green, and blue, red, green, and blue. Yeah, with eight eight or ten, like, individual bit values that will go ahead and characterize, like, what it is. Okay. So you can shrink this down a whole lot if you notice that there's a lot of repeat information. Um, And then all you need to do is describe what makes it actually unique. And with the actually unique, you can go ahead and only use a little bit of information to add that that detail back in. Okay. Now, the second thing that uh, a video codec will typically do is it's going to say, okay, we have this frame, and then we have the next frame, and the next frame is 
basically identical to the previous frame. The camera didn't even move. So the only difference is the person that's in in the center of the frame, uh-huh. they went ahead and moved their facial muscles ever so slightly. Okay. Like that's the only difference. Or the leaves in the background, they twitched ever so slightly as the wind blew. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do now is say, okay, the pixels that were here in the old image, they moved just a little bit to get this new image. Okay. And since it's taking so many images rapidly one after another to get a full like second of video, it's able to very efficiently uh, tell the difference between the previous frame and the next frame because they're so close to each other. Even if the whole camera is moving and the whole frame is moving, you're only adding a little bit of pixels on the right side and removing a little bit of pixels on the left, right? Mm-hmm. So it can it can go ahead and simplify that a lot. So the difference between raw and a codec like ProRes is raw will just give you the full information no matter what. It's going to make very little effort to simplify this. It'll do what it can. Like if you have a pure blue frame for 10 frames in a row, the raw thing is going to be like, you have pure blue for all these pixels uh-huh. because that's going to give you the exact same result. But um, if you have anything else, it's going to give you back that same information over and over and over again um, because it's going to be ever so slightly different. Whereas ProRes is going to weigh the cost of, okay, the differences here, you're not really going to care about all that much. So we're not going to actually like save that information because not even the video editing process is going to notice this much. Now, of course, there's always exceptions to this and there are reasons why you want to use like the raw information sometimes. And this is why uh, like movies will oftentimes save that raw information. They'll do all the edits with like a super low resolution codec. uh, And then they're going to pull the high resolution raw files back in when they render the final movie. Um, But that is not the case for a lot of workflows. And oftentimes having just something that's good enough is going to get you to the finish line way faster than needing to deal with all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's your 101 on video codecs <laughs> and the editing process. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.